Fight Pack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. What's good, everybody? We are back. Ain't hard to tell. Podcast episode 229. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca back. We had a little break. You know, a lot <laughs> was going on in life. Still you is. Know? Yeah, Still is, I would say. Still is. A lot was going on. Y'all maybe thought we were gone, but we had, you know, sometimes you got to recharge and reset. And, um, you know, we're back. And I think Brian and I were looking at you know, there's never a perfect time for anything, but when's a good time to come back? And, you know, we found out last month Nas was going to come out with a new album, King's Disease 3, which we're going to talk a lot about. And, uh, you know, album dropped and it felt like a good time to come back. You know what I'm saying? Felt like a good time. Brian, what's up, man? How you doing? I agree. Uh, was busy, still busy, but we got some things going. Uh, we can get into that another time, but happy to be back doing the show, obviously. And, yep, yep. I mean, the, the perfect timing. There was no perfect time, as you said, but like as soon as Nas announced that he was coming out with an album, as soon as we heard the album, we were like, okay, yeah, we're we're, we're gonna have to it's time. This. We're gonna we're gonna do something on this. <laughs> it's like it's time. We had we had we had to do it. Yeah, man. Um, I'm good, busy. A uh, lot of changes, things going on with work, but it's been a good time. Uh, busy sports season, so we're back. You know, to talk some sports, some hip hop. Uh, we're going to do, uh, we will get into that uh, a little bit later. As everybody knows who's been rocking with the podcast, we are now in, uh, we passed our four-year anniversary. Our five, wait, no, excuse me, five years. My bad. I'm supporting ourselves. Yeah. Five years uh, <laughs> back in September. Um, so as you know, through the end of the season, obviously basketball season's back, football season in full swing. Uh, end of the year is coming up. We will do our hip-hop awards again top 10 hip-hop albums and that whole thing that's doing and we'll see where this album king's disease 3 fits into the conversation but yo, let's get right into it man um Nas and hip boy dropped king's disease 3 dropped on friday 11 11 we got it we knew it was coming okay this was no we knew it was coming before the two months ago Nas mm-hmm. had some bars on magic the ep that dropped on that was christmas eve last year that was absolutely fantastic and still one of the things i bumped the most this year so anything that we've been getting with nas has just been gravy folks nas has dropped four projects in two years (laughs) four (laughs) projects in two years after not having one for six until the ep we won't discuss 
And then there was a compilation album after that. <laughs> yes, and so. everything has everything has gotten better since that EP that we will not discuss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything has gotten better. And yeah, people, if you're watching live with us, see a bunch of rock lines, you know, hit that like button. Let us know what you think of the album in the comments. We will be discussing with you guys um, what we think of the album and want to hear what you guys think of the album. But B, for him to drop this many projects in two years, I think two years ago, if I asked you, like when we knew about the first King's Disease 1 coming out, I remember us doing a show and the hype for it. I don't think any of us thought we were going to get four projects, three King's Diseases and one Magic EP. I don't think any, the biggest Nas fan, and we are Nas fans, so for full transparency, for those who don't watch the show or don't know, big Nas fans, I don't think any of us would have thought this was going to happen. No. Four projects? I, we, weren't, we weren't sure we'd get a second one. Nah, we were we like, maybe sure. we'll get a second one. Yeah, we're yeah. like, yo, this, this is a one-off. I remember Brian saying, look, this is when we talked about the first King's Disease. The chemistry is great with Hit Boy. We talked about it on that project. It was a very tight project. Felt very fluid. We liked all of that. But to see the chemistry keep going, we get King's Disease too. We get Magic, which I think is absolute fire and one of Nas's best projects. And we get King's Disease 3. And Ryan, I'm going to start with you first because I listened to it a midnight release. You decided not to. You told me you wanted to get some rest. You had a busy day. I would have still been up. I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone to sleep. Because I know myself. I'm like, if this project's good, I'm not going to go to sleep till 3 a.m. So I'm not going to do that. But I laughed because by like 1, 2 o'clock the next day, you hit me up when he was like, yo, I'm already on my third listen, son. I'm already, I'm already <laughs> listening to this three times. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's what I expected. I expected that already. Well, so, so tell me, I always like to do this because you know sometimes with albums, we talked about this with Greg Sylvander where we talk about Mr. Morale and Big Steppers. You know, sometimes you have that first listen and you feel a way and then you listen more and you, you it can go either way. What was that first listen like for you when you went through that first listen? What, would the, what was the vibes like for you on that? It was Friday, like early afternoon-ish or morning. No, morning. And I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like really like, Oh man, wait from Ghetto Reporter right off rip. And I'm like, God damn, this is his first verse? Like already? Like it was really good. And from that standpoint, just moving forward, I'm five tracks in and I'm like, have all the other albums been this good to start off? Because we're gonna talk a little bit more about like the al the album damn near track by track, but how it begins uh really caught me and I found myself like just three, four tracks in wanting to replay some of the other songs that I had just heard. And I was like, wait, I got to finish the whole album first and go through it. I'm glad I didn't do that because there's a lot of songs with um, replay value throughout. So for me, it was just great to, because uh, I didn't expect that we'd get this project this year. I was surprised Magic, we even got Magic last year. Same. So usually, you know, I, I hope Nas takes next year off <laughs> because like I, like he just needs to just take the year off and just chill like four albums in this amount of time. I mean, it's tremendous. And I think that we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about what this means for the discography, but we have a tendency for like, especially older acts, older rappers and other artists and other genres in general, we kind of like disregard the discography after a certain point because they're older, because it isn't up to par, or because like you just want to judge people based on their quote-unquote musical prime. I feel like you have to take into account everything, and especially in this case, I think Nas really did 
a great job of strengthening his discography these last couple years with these projects because these are up there somewhere. I don't know where exactly because his discography, again, is very elite. It's maybe the most elite of the elite. And you're talking about three projects, Kings of Seas 1, 2, and 3, and then along with Magic, that could rival a lot of other Nas projects and are better than a lot of other Nas projects that we've heard before. Well, see, that's the thing for me. I, I think they're... I haven't got a number yet, but I will say this. I think all four of these Nas and Hip Boy projects are within his top eight, for sure. And I, we will go through this a little bit more. They are definitively huh. within his top I gotta eight. I got to think about I, I was thinking top ten. Top eight no, is like, well, we're definitely, we, they're definitely in the like top that. eight. And there's albums that they are undeniably better than. Like that EP we shall not speak of. And that other <laughs> album in the late 90s that we will not speak of. That is definitively <laughs> better than. Right. There's no to me, there's no doubt that it's better than those for sure. Right. And then there's other albums where I'm just like, look, and we, we'll get into this. We'll get into this later because we're going to talk about the discography. But I like you because you talked about this. We're going to get to the songs, too. But I first of all, and I texted Brian this next day. Brian and I were texting and I said, hey, the intro street continues. OK, <laughs> he comes in. The first thing with, you said. Yeah. If he comes in with Ghetto Reporter and man, Productions Flames, Nas is spitting. It's great. Okay. It's just great. And I'm, I'm, there's a great start to this album. I think the first three tracks are really good. You could argue even the first five. The five are just really, really great. Um, it's just a good album. I'm liking it sonically. There's a little bit more. Um, Hip Boy's a little lighter on the drums here. There's a little bit more soul samples uh, influence on this album that kind of speaks to me sonically, something that I really like. Not that I have disliked any of the production on all the Hip Boy albums. But one thing I like about this King's Disease run is a lot of them sound different. Like this, there's great production, but they all have sort of different edges to them and different sounds. And I like the little bit of the soul sample stuff that we heard here um, throughout this project in King's Disease. But my first listen through was like, damn, this is another really solid project from Nas. Somebody was asking me today, like, where I have it among the other Nas Hip Boy uh, collaborations, and I'm not quite sure exactly where I want to put it yet. Um, I was somebody that thought King's Disease 2 was not better than King's Disease 1 because I like the tightness of King's Disease 1, but I've sort of come around on that where I like King's Disease 2 maybe a little bit more because I think some of the stronger songs are on there. Although I would have liked that album to be a little tighter. My feelings, Brian, with King's Disease 2 and 3 are the same. I, I would I could have trimmed the fat a little bit. I would have loved if you got it down to about 14 songs. If I had to nitpick, I would have trimmed the fat a little bit. There's a couple songs where I'm like, ah, I could do without that. I, could I have a couple that. also to, to your But they're not bad. Like I, you know me. Yeah. You know me and my cleaning the house, skip, skip the skip the track test. There's nothing on here I'm really gonna be like, ah. Oh, Oh, yeah, I got to go over and skip that. There's really nothing, nothing like that. I don't have any skips, really. Yeah, like if it's playing and I played it through, I've been like kind of fine. If I'm, I drove around with this for a little bit too. And if I'm like, oh, okay, I want to get to this song, I might do that. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yep. But nah, man. This, skips. Yeah, but this is, this is a really good project that I feel like Nas fans should be excited about. Um, and and we'll, we'll get into that later. But let, let's, let's get into the next topic on here with this and everybody uh hit the like button if you're watching on youtube retweet this if you're watching on twitter uh let us know what you think about the nas and hit boy new album king's disease three out now everybody if you haven't listened to it you should 
you if you're a hip-hop fan well i would hope you'd been listening to it you should um i think the question is going to come up this is four projects we got from them we talked about this the third in the king's disease assault installment four in two years which is crazy for anybody you know it's not like that to put it from perspective if you don't know you're younger maybe you didn't follow Nas's whole career or been around for it as like i have Nas and drop didn't used to drop that often okay no. and especially in the uh in the 2000s and the last decade in 2010s really didn't drop two albums in that time okay i can give you the years off the top of my head because i know yeah like and, and, <laughs> yeah there's not there's, there's not a lot so this is very frequent and here's the thing what do i worry about with frequency okay somebody drops a lot in frequent i'm assuming there's going to be lack of quality except we don't have that this isn't lack of quality we're getting very high quality projects here with Nas and hit boy is kd3 the best project of the four what do you I'll, say, Ryan? I'm gonna get to that. Let me just go yes. through the albums real quick now that I'm thinking. Yeah, because Illmatic was 94, 96 was it was written, 97 is the firm, that's a group album. Um, 99, he had I Am and the one you don't want to mention. Uh, 2000 was like the QB thing that doesn't really count. Oh, one was still Matic, oh, two was Lost Tapes and Godson. Lost Tapes was a compilation of like songs that you know people missed, whatever the case may be. It didn't make I Am, but it should have, whatever the case. Uh, Street Disciple 04. There was a couple mixtapes around that 06 08 period. Hip Hop is Dead 06, Untitled 08, Life is Dead uh, 2012. Before that, 2010 was Distant Relatives. I almost forgot about that. Now it's Damian Marley. And then from 12 to like 18, there was nothing. Then there was the EP with uh, the Wacko that we don't want to mention, um, that we're not going to mention. 2019, Lost Tapes 2, and then King's Disease in 2020. Kings of Seas 2 and Magic last year, and then Kings of Seas 3 this year. So I know all that off the top of my head. <laughs> Maybe I missed a project or two, but that's it. Yeah. Oh, the greatest hits in 07. That was the other one. But yeah, basically, you, as you can see, he didn't used to drop every single year. Nah. It was usually like every other year, which, you know, you kind of recommended. Like the formula kind of back in the day was you drop your project the next year, you spend that year hopping on other people's projects while working on your own behind the scenes. And you come out as a feature. He did this in 1995 after Illmatic. He was on Verbal Intercourse. He was on Eye for an Eye. You know what I mean? Like he was on other joints. And then he came back in 96. Where it was written. Then 97, he did some guest spots or whatever. And then 98 also. And then he released a project in 99. Like that's kind of how it went. But this project, right? Yes, yes. A little this history lesson. A little history lesson, I guess. But this project. Um, to me, it's kind of like magic, but longer, if that makes sense. It's kind. It was, you know, it was close to magic in terms of like, just how it sounded, how it felt. Also, a lot of the similar songs or whatever the case may be. Uh, to me, King's Disease had more had uh, before getting to part three. King's Disease one had more of a central theme, which was the King's Disease theme. KD two kind of veered away from it, but was also a little bit better, and or at least the moments were higher, like. Death Row East, I've often said, was the best of either of the first two Kings Diseases. That was the best song. Uh, Moments was another song that was probably better than anything on Kings Disease 1. I think you would agree with that. And I feel like this blended both Kings Disease 1 and 2 and Magic. Like Kings Disease 3 was like the perfect sort of sequel to all three of those projects. And it blended all of them. And I felt like there were certain songs that were like spin-offs or, or remixes or continuations of previous songs on those projects like recession proof 
to me, felt like an extension of 10 points from King's Disease 1. Done. Felt like an extension of Death Row East, like a, you know, like a, a version that was a little more underground than Death Row East. Uh, 30 felt like a better or a more boom bappy version of 27 Summers. 27 Summers, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And until my last breath, which I texted you this, that's spicy all grown up. That was the that was the, the same type of bonus track or whatever. And I like spicy, but till my last breath, that is my shit. To flip the narco Edwin Diaz joint yeah, and, and, to, and, and, and me as a Latino hearing that shit, like that's the song that I played the most. NMF fan. NMF fan. NMF fan. That's the song that I've played the most on this project. Really? That's the song that I've replayed the most because it's so hard. Like it's not to me, it's not the best song on the album. No, but, I wouldn't but, say that. It, but it's it's the hardest one. And sometimes you know what I mean? Like, especially in the mindset I've been lately, you gotta you gotta put you know, you gotta put out certain songs to fit the mood or fit some mood that you're trying to go for. So to me, this overall, I I'm still wrestling with whether or not it's better than magic, but it's different because it's an LP. It's the, it's better, it's a better LP, I think, overall than King's Disease one and two. Barely. I think it's ver- they're all very close. I edged this out a little bit. Maybe I'm still in the moment. Magic still may be the best project, but it's also an EP. You I know think, what I mean? I think Magic is the best project. Like I think it's the tightest. It's the most cohesive sound. It's the rawest. I, I loved it. It's like they focused on stripped down, boom bap, hip hop, and Nas was just flowing great on it. It's a very tight project. I know it's an EP, but I think in terms of a project, I think it's the best of the work. In terms of the King's Disease albums, it's tough. I'm trying not to be too in the moment about this with KD3. There are, and I went back, I made I made myself a Nas and Hip Boy playlist of my favorites from each album. I was kind of going through it. And like, as much as I loved KD1, I do, I think the highs on KD2 and 3, there are better songs on that, on that, those albums. Um, <clears throat> Brian mentioned Death Row East, Moments, Store Run, Nobody, Rare. Those are really some of the standouts for me on KD2. Um, I'll get to my, we'll get to our standouts here on KD3 a little bit later, guys. But there's some that I really like too, or it's, it's, it's just really grown. Here's where I think KD3, Brian, really actually, actually works. I think magic was why i like it in a way it's very free it was like Naj's lyrical showcasing right there's some themes to certain things like ugly and speechless and other songs but there's a lot of lyrical flexing on the album i can enjoy a project very tight like that with good production and it works this album what i think is thematic coming from the first one king's disease i'm talking about it's a lot of reminiscing from Nas here a lot of looking back on what yeah. he's done and accomplished in the game, where his place is in the game and hip hop, and sort of how he's he's elevated himself in his career to this point, um, and that he loves the craft and wants to keep doing it, and he's sort of rid himself of this, you know, the ego that you see a lot in hip hop. There's still braggadocio from Nas. It's still Nas talking about how he's the best and stuff, but it's not really around a lot of the materialism that you may have heard of certain parts of his career particularly on that album we won't speak of from 1999. <laughs> and he's but, also doing it less than in King's Disease 2 to jump in. Yes, I feel I like he's so. got more to the King's Disease theme in this one than he did in part two. Yeah, and I think a lot of this, a lot of this album is in, in the Elder Statements, Statements, you see it at the end of the album in a song like Beef, 
which also, you know, Brian talked about some of the parallels here between songs, but I think that even parallels another song where Nas takes on personification in his, uh, in his work, which is I Gave You Power, and now he's speaking from the perspective of beef here. So there's these sort of parallels to different songs in his career that I think are dope. Um, beef and then also Don't Shoot, talking about gun violence uh, in a nice way. I thought it was really well done in a mature way to close the album before you get to the bonus track. There's this maturity that you're hearing from Nas, this freedom in him making the music that he wants to make, talking about the subjects that he wants to talk about exactly. from the perspective of a 49-year-old man. And this is something I think that has been sort of missing in hip-hop sometimes. You know, sometimes we see older rappers, they're still talking about the same shit they were when they were 24. And I'm like, son, what are you doing? Like, you should have grown or been in a different place in your life. And it's, a, it's an interesting thing that Nas, that Nas is able to talk about things previously but then show the growth in where he is at this point in his life. And I think that's something um, that's part of his life. And I think he talks about this on the album at one point, that ki the King's disease or shedding the King's disease is sort of shedding the mentality that you might have previously had, um, you know, in, in your youth and what's the growth. And I think his message to the future and, you know, just talks about a black empowerment and home ownership and, you know, not gun violence and working together. I think one of the cool things he did on this album is on the song Thun, which we'll get into. Um, he has a reference that he's, you know, that black people, brothers can do anything together if they work together. And he references the fact that uh, Ether is on title and you can listen to Ether on title, obviously going back to the beef that he and Jay had and that he and Jay have obviously overcome that and they work together and they're cool now. But then he also had a little playful line, which I thought was dope. In that, you know, he still listens and takes notes from Takeover and lets Jay know that it still ain't over. And I thought that was like a little, I, I laughed at that. I was like, that's, that's really great. Um, and yo, that's for me as a hip hop fan and everybody who knows this show, those are my two favorite rappers. Everybody knows that. And they went through their beef in the early part of the 2000s and they had that. And I've always loved what they have evolved into in that relationship. They've hopped on tracks together, they work together. They're clearly cool. And that's good growth. And it shows you don't have to beat. You don't have to do that. Um, no matter where you're from, where the backgrounds you're from, you don't have to do that. And it's great to see. And it's great to see you can joke about that on a song. Like, could you have imagined Nas joking about that in 05 or 06? Nah, 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 nah. That wasn't happening. Right? And so and he was so relaxed when he did it, too. Just in his Yeah, and it, it was, like it was, it was good. So, like, I was happy to hear that. And I think when I listen to even through these projects, I hear the growth, Brian. Like, it's the growth of him even through these King's Disease projects. You see the self-growth. And I think that's dope, man. I think that's something, if you listen to these projects, you should take away from that, um, from it. I think it's good. Is it the best? <clears throat> I can't really say. It's still too early for me. Um, I think all these projects are really good. Um, you know, I still, I think Magic is the best project. It's the tightest project. I think it's the most focused project. I think it's the most consistent production. I think that's the best project. So I'm going to go with Magic. Um, as far as the four projects, I think that Magic is the best project. It's the one I think is gonna listen for me. Magic is <laughs> Magic might be in the top five of Nas's stuff for me. It oh, might wow. be easily for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how high I am on Magic. Like Magic might be in the top five for me. That's how for high me. I am on that project, and I love that project. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with this one. I'm gonna roll with Kings of Seas three. Also because like I feel like um, it it feels more like an album to me. In terms of the themes and the themes that it sticks to and things of that nature, we're going to get to our standouts in a second. But the, the standouts are also some of the reasons why. Um, because in listening to this, like I feel like 
the high points are high. I don't know how high yet. We got to still like look at that or whatever. I always reference like, could it be a top 25 now song? And now I'm going to have to probably expand that to 50 because <laughs> there's just a lot of a lot more joints that he has coming out. And look, he hinted at, and this is something that you've been waiting for longer than me, but I've been waiting for it too. The oh. DJ Premier oh. joint. Oh. Yeah. The DJ yes. Premier album that still might happen. It's kind of crazy to think about that. He has four projects with Hit Boy and none with DJ Premier out yet. But if he's going to, to me, if Hit Boy's going to get this out of him, I feel great saying DJ Premier is going to get a lot out of Nas. It's fucking Premier. You know what I mean? Who was, who was it? Because we, we've talked about this in the pod. Who was it? Um, it was like a couple years ago. I think it was after the first King's Disease. It might have been after two. He did. I think it was after two. He did an interview and somebody asked him about it. And he was like, he gave a face like, Yo, it's going to happen. Like he kind of put his finger over his, his finger over his lips. Like he couldn't yeah. say much, you know. Like you I know. think it's happening. Also, remember Nas and Premier did release a song this year that was on the DJ Premier uh, EP Hip Hop yeah. uh, 50, 50 Volume One, and that song sounded really good. It was really dope. Yeah. One of my favorite tracks this year. Um, so, get, listen, if anybody knows for me, that is easily my most anticipated hip hop album of all time. Uh, Probably number two behind it is Kendrick and J. Cole, their rumored, long rumored album that I don't think is ever going to come out now. But that, the Nas, Nas with, yeah, Nas with Primo, everybody's been waiting on that forever since the 90s. We've been waiting on it. It needs to happen. I think Nas is in a good space. Brian, you know I'm a fan of this, and we've talked about this from King's Disease 1. I'm a huge fan of people locking in with one producer. You know how we we love the Royce and, and um, Premier Prime albums. Those have been fantastic. Prime 3 is coming. That will be on the way. We know that's coming. These albums where people lock them with one producer, I love them. I love artists to do more of them. I, I was talking with somebody the other day, my boy Vic. I was talking about I'd love to see Kendrick do one with Dre. I think that would be fantastic. There's a lot of these I would love to see. And yeah, we we got this with Nas and Hip Hop, oh and we got four God. of them. Wait a yeah, I got, I got you hype, man. Ken, I got you hype. Kendrick and Dre for an album? That would be, oh my God. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I want that. I want that. Give, 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 me, give me that. Like, Seriously. there's just some people you love to see lock in, and I think it will be really good. But, like, look, we got four of these. I love that he hinted that. I, when I heard that bar, I immediately got happy. I think it's going to happen. Um, and I think it will be, I think. That's something that has a lot of hype behind it, but I do believe it will deliver because they have great chemistry um, through all the songs that they've done through through their career. And they have, you know, before the song that dropped this summer, they hadn't done, done a song together in quite some time. Um, so a whole project, man, I'm, I'm ready. My body's ready before, for that. Before we get to our standouts, because we're about to do that, how do you feel, just in like one or two minutes, how do you feel about there being basically no guests on this oh. or magic. Oh, I love that. I feel like what? that's something that you really, magic like. for me, one, I really right? liked it. Magic had ASAP Rocky, right? And so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's one, right. I like no guest appearances. Nas even always used to boast about it. My first album had no famous guest appearances. Yeah. Oh, Magic. It was, I like to, it was, I, uh, I want to hear a lot. I want to hear a lot from the artist. I want to hear what the artist has to say, where he's at, where he's trying to work, and showcase his skills. Um, guest appearances are cool sometimes when he used it. We had more on KD1 and KD2. And maybe that's part of the reason you like this project more, too. Maybe that is part of it, too. You know, you yeah. get to see Nas just say what he wants to say and 
do his thing. So not, I not I that not that guests don't add anything, right? Like, no. there's a reason why albums have guests, podcasts have guests, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But sometimes it's just great to lock in, especially when it's just you and that producer. You know what I yeah. mean? When it's just Nas and Hit Boy and I think for me, this also separates it because then it's like Nas gets to focus on theme. We all love Foxy Brown's verse on Full Circle in the first Kings Disease the, in the first Kings Disease album. That yep. verse had shit to do with the topic that everyone else was rapping about. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the verse, I, you know. But like one thing I will say about Nas when he's done album uh, features on these projects, I think they've worked very well. We talked about this on Kings Disease One, whether it was you know Big Sean and Dom Tolliver. Um, Anderson Pack. Uh, we talked about the features on on um, uh, the jo- joint with Foxy, which is the, the title is escaping me right now. Um, you know there were good features on it. Full Obviously, circle. Kings is Full Circle, Kings Disease, Kings Disease Two, Lauren Hill stole the show for me there um, with a feature um, there. Even the you know YG and a boogie with the hoodie. It's really yeah. good. So Eminem, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, Eminem also with with the uh, EPMD two. Yeah, with EPMD. Even though, yeah, even though I think EPMD two was wasn't needed because I like the first one off the um, soundtrack that was on. But yeah, you know. an acceptable Eminem verse. I'll take it. Yeah, hold on, check it. Dex is still Dex is still reeling from a, a recent illness. Another reason why we haven't recorded lately was we both got sick. Very recently. Yeah, we both got <laughs> sick and now something got in my throat. Non-COVID related illnesses, I will say. But I think we should get to the standouts now because we're about halfway through. Wait, what? <coughs> Excuse we got me. one more thing. If you can make it through. Uh, we... I can make it. <laughs> Excuse me. Jesus. Damn. The audio listeners are going to love this. It's cool, though. You know, roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? What I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Has the perception of Nas discography changed? And this is something that I this is something that I was getting at early on. I, I think it should. I think it has. I think it should. I think I, I've seen a lot of people saying, yo, Hit Boy has really kind of re re-energized him, refocused him, brought him back in a way. And people are saying how great it is to hear Nas like this. And with Hit Boy in particular. I think this elevates him, no doubt. Like both of them, both of these guys got together and elevated each other. That happens sometimes in sports. It happens sometimes in hip hop. It happens sometimes where like boxers will get with the new trainer. Like there was a certain energy when Miguel Cotto found Freddie Roach and they got together. Then Miguel Cotto became the middleweight champion after knocking out Sergio Martinez. There's a certain energy when two teammates get together for whatever the common goal is in whatever sport. Um, we we've seen that happen with a lot of different places uh most notably obviously with lebron and dwayne wade and bosh and then later on with kevin Durantko and the golden state whatever it, fe- it feels like one of those things where it's like two all uh, two greats one who's an all-time great and one who's been on his way hit boy who's on an, an all-time run right now who's gonna be an all-time great probably after this um they've really cemented themselves in terms of like as a duo and i think in turn Nas has brought in a certain energy and uh and revitalized this latter half of his career because after life is good, if Nas never put anything else out, we'd still be like, yo, this is a top whatever discography of all time. Some would say top five, some would say top 10, some would say top one 
or one or two. Um, and then you throw in the couple projects that he had after, people were probably going to just ignore those, uh, the Lost Tapes 2 and that other EP. Then King's Disease 1 comes out and it's like, all right, the King's Disease 2, the magic, and then this, and all of these have done pretty well commercially, um, considering that Nas is just doing this through a uh, mass appeal. And I don't think they, like, it's not like, it's not like he's like shelling out all this money to get like radio play and all this shit because that shit doesn't matter anymore, right? People are just going to listen to what they want. They have deals with Spotify promoting this this album. They on 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 Kings Disease one and two they got heavy rotation on ESPN and on Magic also. So I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna hear this during NBA games, during highlights and commercial breaks and things of that nature. We're gonna hear songs like Beef, songs like Thirty, songs like maybe even Ghetto Reporter, and of course, <laughs> you know, songs like Till My Last Breath, which is a song that I like. That we're gonna talk about some standouts anyway in a second. So yeah. I think the perception is that it's changed because it's really cemented Hit Boy in a way that I don't feel like he was prior. I thought people really liked him, but then working with Nas puts him in a different class. And then Nas being able to have this in his discography, aging better than maybe anyone in hip hop ever, arguably, um, really, really solidifies his discography even more and adds four projects that Dexter's over here arguing is, is in his top eight. And this is Nas, right? Like to, yeah, to yeah, say yeah. that to say that post life is good. He has four projects that are probably definitely in his top eight, top ten at least. I would probably say top ten for me. I got to think about it a little bit more, but I would say so. Like that's an extreme strengthening of someone's discography. I feel like. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a strong argument now that most of the best work in Nas' career actually is in the latter part of his career. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's oh, that's really crazy. That's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, because I would so say what's, what, it's the latter part, twenty ten on, because I think that's probably the case you're making. Because then you're talking about distant relatives, life is good, and these four projects, basically. Yeah, but that's and if and it's like if you stack those up with the best ones before that. So yes, sure, you have Illmatic, but then you also have, and you also have Stillmatic. It was written God's son. I am. And yep. like it, it's it becomes an interesting conversation because the highs are higher in the beginning, but there's a consistency throughout to your point with these projects. Yeah. Shout out to McLovin. He said KD3 is pure fire. Um, we agree. Hope you're loving it all the way through. We agree. Let us know what you think about this project. We're really loving it. Um, where do you think it stacks in Nas's discography? Has this changed the perception of Nas's discography? Here's the thing, and this this is me going to a history lesson. You have to, you know, for the younger hip-hop listeners out there, uh, Brian is a student of the game, so it's, it doesn't have to do with youth. It has to do with, you know, being a student of the game. You're never too old or too young to, to, to learn. But I think when you – it's one thing – I always say it's to Brian. It's one thing to be in it, be in the moment, to experience something – to know what it was when Nas came out, his standing in the game through most of the 90s, there was a time at the end of the 90s because of how he was a little more commercial with I Am and then it, uh, the album we won't speak about, Nostradamus, excuse me. Um, people was like, yo, he fell off. Like, there was this literal talk about Nas falling off, right? Like, literally people were saying, like, Nas fell off. Right. And, he comes back, Stillmatic, which most people regard classic album, right? And The Lost Tapes, which is arguably my second favorite Nas project, right? Okay. But this guy came out with 
Illmatic and it was written. And we still have to get Chantel shared. We still got to get you on the podcast because her and I have a little bit to date. She's in that it was written was better than Illmatic camp. And I do not agree with her, but we're going to discuss that. She is? She is. Yes. I found I what found the this f- out. I didn't know that. I found this <laughs> out. We were just talking after we, we did. She came on NBA Exchange. And I found this out. And I told her the next time we do something on hip hop, should have probably brought her on for this episode. But we're going to do this. I said we have to discuss it. I so I talked to her this morning. I got to. I said we're not going to delve into it until we get it. But it was really not look at, you, have, you have the period. You have the period of I am Nostradamus. You also have the period post Illmatic um, and Godson, because we don't want to forget about that. You got, the, you know, after that, you're talking about hip hop is dead. Okay. You're talking about the untitled album. Streets Disciple also. Streets Disciple. This is where I'm saying, people, and the EP that Brian will not talk about. All these projects with Hip Boy are better than those albums. It's not even close. Then Streets Disciple, Hip Hop is Dead, and Untitled. Absolutely better than those albums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I'm taking out Distant Relatives, which is a fantastic classic album, but because it's not a solo album, I'm taking it out. All that, that's better than all of that. It's better than I Am. It's be- and I Am has songs that I love. I Am I am is the one I feel like you'll get a little pushback on. It was that's written fine. also, but like, I Am, I Am, you'll get pushback. I, listen, I'm taking Magic over It Was Written. Okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> Magic over It's Written. I'm taking, it's it's a tighter, better project. I, people gonna flame me. I got my flame suit ready, people. <laughs> I, I'm taking Magic over it. I might take KD3 over it. I might take KD3 over it. Here we go. I feel like the flame, the flames are coming. I feel like the flames, the flames are coming. But I I just think that when you look at it, that yes, there's a strong argument. This is the point I'm making that the work at towards 2010 on. I love that you had that line of demarcation, right? Mm-hmm. 2010 on, there's some really really strong albums and yes mclovin i see you out here we did not get the original i am which is true because i think that would have changed and that's a great point mclovin's making here we wouldn't have because gotten Nostradamus, <laughs> right because because i am is when you're supposed to be a double disc and it got bootlegged and we didn't get the original i am which there is also a point that we would have probably got some of the songs that ended up on um the lost tapes were lost supposed tapes. to be on that so we would have got that too which tells you what the quality of that could have been had we got the original one. So really good point by, by McLovin there. I agree. That was definitely a factor as well, too. But like I said, I think this changes this stuff. Because even at 2010, we got to think about where it's at at 2010, Brian. People were like, ah, oh, you know, Nas had come back with Stillmatic and Godson, and it was really good, and those albums were really well-received. But then it was Hip Hop Was Dead, and it was an untitled album. And those albums were not received very strongly like it was kind of you know like they're not I terrible thought hip, i thought hip-hop is dead was received pretty well and i remember untitled got like did they get a grammy nomination they both might have actually because Nas had a bunch of grammy nominations but I, case of it. I, grammy I mean, is I, not the that's not the that's not the that, that doesn't mean shit to me but I'm, I'm talking about commercially like those albums are where at a time where Nas was still regularly going platinum when that there, still matters. There's never kind of like, there's never a time where I ever say to myself, hey man, let me throw on hip hop is dead or untitled. I will play songs from them, <laughs> but I'll never be like, yo, I'm about Talk to listen to, to this back. album all the way through. Yeah, it's yeah. never gonna it, it just doesn't happen. Streets Disciples in that vein too. 
It never yeah. happens. There's songs I love off the of Streets Disciple, actually. Me too. Yeah. But I'm never gonna be like, yo, I'm just throwing that album on to listen to it. It doesn't happen. And that I'll tell you what, right now, I've thrown on magic in the last couple of months to go listen to it. I've thrown on KD1 and KD2, and I'm sure I will do a KD3. I'm confident in that. Can so we stay my, here for a second, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a great, this is a great, a great point you're making. How many albums? This this should this is like kind of like the the cleaning test. Which if you don't know, uh, yes. Dexter has a, a cleaning test, which is basically like, do you have to run across the room to skip a song because you need to skip? It? While while like, you're doing some while you're doing some household chore, cleaning the dishes, cleaning the house, washing the dishes, some kind of household chore, it takes time. A lot of people like to throw on music while they do it. So yeah. you know, if an album's bad and a song comes on, you don't like it, you're gonna go to your phone, hit that skip or whatever whatever system situation you have. Are you gonna go do that for a song? Like that's for like every artist has some some more than others. Like for Nas, for example, Doctor Knockboot Zone Out would be two of those. Okay, um, <laughs> but this is a good one. How many albums are you putting on and just playing? For most artists, you probably you'll be lucky to get one, two, or three. Nas has a bunch. This is the point that Dexter's making, and it's like Illmatic. You're doing that. You're playing it straight through, whatever the case may be. I it was written. I'll put on and listen to it straight through. Now there are a couple. So songs, I. There are a couple, couple songs, songs I'm not crazy about, but I'll do it. Yeah, but like I'll I can listen to the whole thing one sitting. I am also, a, but but they, I told you I am has a high slugging percentage. But man, there are four like there are four songs on that album where I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, like you know you just don't want to like if you're playing that on in the car. This is another probably test. This is probably another test. If you're playing that in the car with like people with like one of your homies or two of your homies and y'all driving somewhere. You have to skip that song before it comes on. <laughs> and Dr. Knockboot is one of those on I Am. And then there's a couple others that I can't even think of right now. Stillmatic is an album you could play. I, I, I love how you just skipped over Nostradamus. Yes, I love yeah, how you just yeah, skipped yeah. over that. Yeah. Stillmatic is an album you could play, but then you don't have another one to your point until Distant Relatives, if you're counting. Well, Godson. 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 Godson like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Godson. Godson also. Godson. Then you don't have another one, so Distant Relatives. And, lost, and, is, lost, and lost Tapes, which we didn't we didn't mention as well. Lost Tapes too. Life is Good. So basically, there's 10. There's basically like 10. There's Illmatic. It was written. I am. Are we counting I am? Yeah. I, I, I'm fine. I will throw on I am and listen to it. There's Skippers. It, it, it's not... There's a couple pre- there's big things also, and I know how you feel about big terrible, things. Like there's a couple of egregious song. skippers in that song. Money is terrible. my bitch. And, that's also and kissing. There's those that's are the four. Good. Yeah, those see, and that's the thing. Those are some <laughs> of the weaker songs. But I am the thing with I am is like you said, it's a high slugging percentage. There's songs that are good are really good. He has four top 25 now songs on the it's, album. It's that's enough. What I'm saying is there's at least a day. Where I could say I want to listen to this album. I yeah. know I'm gonna have to skip four things, but I still want to listen to this album. I'm saying in the other ones, I don't really feel like there are days where I'm like, man, I want to go here. Hip hop is dead. No, no. so it's, I want to hear songs from it. But I don't Illmatic, Illmatic, it was written. We'll put in I am. Stillmatic, Godson, Lost Tapes. Wait, I messed up. Sorry about that. Illmatic, it was written. I am right. That's three, four. No. Stillmatic. Godson lost tapes. That's six. Yep. You don't have a seventh one until. Are we counting distant relatives? Even though it's a collab. No, I'm just talking about solo projects. So no. Okay. So no. Life is good is the next one. That's ten years after. 
Yep. And then you have these projects. And see that's, that point? There's a 10-year gap before you're saying you can do that. Yes. That's, there's seven until you get to these four projects, all of which you can play front to, front to back. No problem. All the right. Hit, even all even the if there's songs. And my point is, like, even if there's songs, you will skip on them. Like, a good album to be enjoyable doesn't have to be perfect all the way through. But it's like, do you want to hear that album? Do you like the sound of it sonically? Do you like the theme? Do you like the collection of music on there? As a whole, yes. And that's why I'm even saying what I am. It's got four songs that are pretty unlistenable to me. <laughs> but the other parts of it are really good, and it makes me actually want to listen. There's a day I could be like, yeah, I want to go listen to, to I Am. I, I Am is not probably in the, the height of my Nas discography rankings, but it's a really solid project. Um, you know, listen, I Am is better than like a lot, a lot of people's, some people's best work. Right, like, it has again four top. This is Nas we're talking about, and that album I am as 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 low as some of the lows are has four top twenty five Nas songs. I will stand by that. Nas is like, hate me now, undying love, undying love, and and we will survive. Those are yeah, all, four incredible Nas songs. All great songs. We didn't even we're not we didn't even talk about like and it had commercial success. We're not even talking about the good singles like you won't see me tonight. Oh, or, yeah, or New, York State of my, New York State of Mind Part Two. Um, you know, yeah, it's yeah, it yeah. The, the, I'm has good tracks. My point yeah. is, I will I, I will stand on this point. I'll stand on the sale. Nas, okay, you can tell me that. Where's the Illmatic? And I don't think Nas had to make another Illmatic because he never could make another Illmatic. He's got Illmatic, and it was written at the top of his career. But when you look at some of the, the, especially the growth, and in terms of subject matter and the body of work, life is good. All these albums with Hit Boy, right? We're not even counting distant relatives. There's really strong work. I think Nas's end of the career is much better than the middle of his career, where there's a lot more question. He had question from I Am on, came back strong with Stomatic and Gossin, and then there's kind of average to subpar albums there below that. But then he came back, and it's just, and now he's like rejuvenated. Right, like that's he, just, he seems really rejuvenated. Whether it's Hit Boy, whatever it is, New Lease on Life, talking about different subject matter, it's that. <laughs> so, like for me, for me, I'm saying yes. The perception of his discography has changed for me because I thought it was once where it was like, yo, there's this really great rapper who then came back and had flashes, and then you kind of like, yo, is he still really inspired? No, inspiration's clearly here. Yeah. And here's the other thing, and Nas talked about this album. And maybe we'll save this for the what's next for Nas because we only have a, we have like put, another put you know, this little comment bit of up when you get the chance too from Daniel. But <laughs> the perception of Nas that doesn't need to be lost, and I, what should be lost, but people had this was oh yeah, listen, look at this, we got a Doctor Knockfoot lover up in here, <laughs> Daniel Olorati. He was having fun with Doctor Knockfoot. I love it, Daniel. I got a question for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ever sitting around and you're like, man, I want to bump Dr. Knockboot? Like, do you bump Dr. Knockboot and just say, yo, we got to put this on? You got to put this on? And yes, McLovin, you are right. Nas said it himself. He said he wouldn't do that song again. That's how we know. That's how we know. I, I, I just want to know if Daniel is like, you're just sitting in the crib and he's like, yo, we got to put on Dr. Knockboot. Like, are you playing that around your lady or or your love or whoever your love interest is? You know, like I don't. I'm just saying. Like, I don't feel like Doctor Not Not Boo gets the mood popping. I'm I just, remember some. I'm just I saying. remember some bars from that song that I'm not gonna repeat. But it's, yeah, it's not. It's not my favorite Nas song. I'll put it that way. I, I love Nas. Look, 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 Nas, 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 Nas is my favorite artist of all time. 
So it's just we we we, we love Nas. This is obviously the A hard the A hard to tell podcast. We love Nas, but Doctor Dot Boot, I do not love. But there's somebody out there that loves it. Daniel, shout out to you. <laughs> You're out here loving uh, the Doctor Dot Boot. What I was gonna say was the other thing, and Nas addressed this on the album is is you know the perception that oh he didn't have an ear for beats and he hasn't picked good production. Look. There was some questionable Nas production taste. I'm not going to sit here and deny that at times. I didn't care. Now, I thought people were way too harsh on him, and in particular, Salam Remy, who actually has produced some fire. But people were way too harsh on Salam Remy, yo. Yeah, people were way too harsh on Salam Remy, and I thought it was way overblown. And, And B, you've talked about this before and how people just sometimes run with a narrative. Oh, Nas can't pick beats. He has a bad ear for beats. I think there are projects where the production was inconsistent. I will definitely say that. And particularly in some of those projects we mentioned, like a hip-hop is dead or a untitled. I think we can agree on that. Or a Nostradamus or even some parts of I Am, like Dr. Nakia. Yeah. Please tell me you don't like that beat. But <laughs> I, I never thought that he did couldn't pick good beats. This man had an ear for the stuff that was on Illmatic, and it was written, which are very well-produced albums. And obviously locking in with a producer like Hip Boy Change, I think I think we can get rid of that argument. I don't think anybody's going to be out here looking at Nas's career talking about, man, he had a bad ear for the beats. He just had four albums in two years with really damn good production. So I think we could pump the brakes and put that to rest a little bit. All right, you, you ready? Let's can we talk about the standout tracks? Because we, we got to get out of here. Yeah, here. before we wrap this up. So standouts for me. For I you, will, yes. I will kick this off because I have a bunch. Uh, Ghetto Reporter, I'm going to let you talk about that one more because I know how much you love Ghetto Reporter. But I, I will say that, Dex, I, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. The first verse on Ghetto Reporter is one of the best verses on the album. And we've talked about how great Nas is at starting albums. If you look throughout all his great albums, all of which we just talked about, they have a great intro. Even with Illmatic, if you want to say the intro is Genesis, fine. If you want to say it's New York State of Mind, fine. Either way, great intro. You know, and you continue to move forward. You got, it was written. There's the intro there, intro that's really uh, good. And then you also have the message, which I believe is the first song that actually mm-hmm. starts off the album. So, like, this is a trend throughout his career. The Stillmatic intro is one that we've talked about, et cetera. So, Ghetto Reporter just sort of keeps that trend going. You also have Thun, which is... To me, as I mentioned earlier in this, maybe some people missed it. It's kind of like Death Row East Part 2, more underground version. It's really, really good. One of my favorites. 30, where he has the, the little shot at Pete Rock. Pete Rock is kind of suing him uh, over like royalties from The the World is Yours, I believe. So there's a, a bit of a suit going on there. And then Nas kind of like clap back in this bar. Um, but I thought 30 was one of the best songs on here. Uh, Reminisce felt like a, a song that could have been on Life is Good very easily. Reminisce was a song that I liked about a lot. And you mentioned earlier, like he was just sort of going back and looking at certain situations, how he handled things. I feel like we got a lot more storytelling on this album uh, than we got on The Last Kings of Seas, which is something that is great because Nas is one of the best storytellers we've had in this genre. Um, my favorite beat change, I wouldn't, this is not one of my five favorite songs, but this is my favorite beat change because there were a couple on this album. Uh, WTF SMH? <laughs> yo, 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 yo! Can, can, can we can we stop? Can we stop there? I, because listen, I was nervous. I was nervous I'm about the title nervous. of that song and the way it starts. I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, Nas. This might be one of these like you try to be cool when you when you're 49 and it's like <laughs> it don't work. But 
No, no, no. It it delivers. It delivers. It delivers. It delivers. Um, once a man, twice a child was like, I told, I texted you, second childhood, all grown up. It's kind of like it kind of reminded me a lot of that. But twenty years later, beef, Agreed. which we just talked about. What as far as the last half? Because I feel like the first half of this project is better than the last half of this project. Beef is one of my favorites on the last half, and then till my last breath, the narco flip, the Edwin Diaz. The, the New York Mets infusion, the Latino flavor, the trumpet in the background. Just that's that's the song that I've played the most. I've played that song relentlessly. It's not even it's not even uh my favorite song on the album, but it's the one that I've played the most because that shit is just hard and I I need I need some of that in, in my music. So till my last breath. Those are those are my uh my uh my standouts. I like your standouts. Sorry, guys, I had to get like a candy imp in here. But McLovin says top five. You got Legit, Thun, Get Light, Beef, Michael, and Quincy. Okay, I can rock with that. And then uh, our man Daniel, he came back up in here to talk about Dr. Nabu. The subject matter is why I don't like Dr. Nabu. For me, great lesson. <laughs> Listen, Daniel, I will say this. There is, a, there is a great lesson there. I won't disagree with you on there. Stay ready. It's, it's really <laughs> stay always stay ready. You know what I'm saying? Daniel, you're let's, making let's, you make an interesting point. You make an interesting point there, Dan. I can give credit where credit is due. Stay ready. Like, stay ready. That's that's the message. Stay, you gotta stay ready out here. He's he's absolutely right. Um mm-hmm. back to the standout tracks. For me, get a reporter. Yes. Great way to kick off the album. Totally agree with Brian in the fact that this is the opening verse is one of the best verse. And I get excited about Nas intros, like Brian said. And when Nas just comes out with that energy, I still think my favorite Nas intro is still Matic intro. I, I sometimes just play that song to get myself. It just gives me good energy. But Ghetto Reporter is really good. Um, and I just think it's it's a fantastic, fantastic album. In terms of in terms of what it's able to do, so I, I love Ghetto Reporter. It's just absolutely absolutely great. Um, yeah. Legit, Brian. This song when I first heard it, I was just like, the the sample was infectious to me. I love the sample. For people who don't know, um, it's sampled from it's a sample from the Five Heartbeats movie in there, an opening one of the singing performances, and it's looped throughout it. I love the sample there. Absolutely fantastic. Thun is a great song. I got to put this back on the two screens with Brian here because my man Vic said this to me the other day. I was was playing it riding around and he said, yo, anytime you get Nas on some song where he's like reminiscing about his days in Queensbridge, you know (laughs) it's going to be fire. And I was like, I started thinking about it and I was like, yeah, 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 you're right. one of the best songs from the Lost Tapes, too. He was doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nas is in his bag. It's flowing great. Love the lines of the J, Eat the Takeover title. Black Unity coming together. It's good. I loved it. I loved it. Also, opening, bar- opening bars on uh, Legit, I must say. Getting blacker than Black Panther, too. I like that. I like that to kick off the song. I was like, okay, I get, I get where we're going here. I get where we're going here. Um, so that's great. Love Thun as well too. Um, Thun is fantastic. Michael and Quincy, really good song. Love the second half with the beat change. 
Love the Mike Jack references sprinkled throughout the verse. Really good. I also really like 30. I'm in agreement with Brian. This is a grown-up 27 Summers, although I like the beat on 27 Summers a little bit. One track that I really like here, because I just like the sound of it, it gives me that 70s black sportation vibe, Recession Proof. Really Mm. like that song. Good vibe. Really like that one um, as well, too. Another standout for me. I love. I, I haven't actually did find out what the sample was on this. I was looking it up earlier. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly the song it is right now, but it is Shy Lights. I'm not a gambler. Is sampled on I'm on Fire, which is fantastic. I love the sample in that. It actually feels like some old Kanye production here. Um, obviously, Ooh. you know Kanye, Kanye mentored. Who? <laughs> He whose name we shall not speak of was a mentor to Hip Boy. Um, but I love the production on, on this. I love the theme that Nas focuses on about him still being hot. Really good production here. Also, fantastic job, Hip Boy. You also got the vocals from the announcer from NBA Jam in the background to say, I'm on fire. I noticed Very that. Well done. Great touch there, Hip Boy. Salute, fantastic. That's one of my favorite beats on the whole project. If anybody knows me, I'm a huge fan of NBA Jam. It's one of my favorite games. You can also see it right here behind me. Um, That's one of my favorite games, so I like that. I thought that was fantastic. Um, Next up for me, there was one that, oh, WTF, WTF, SMH. Like Brian, was really nervous about this. Where were you going, Nas? What was the subject matter could be? First time I heard it, I wasn't crazy about the beat too much. The first beat, I wasn't really, really crazy about it. Like, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. But that beat switch, when it gets to the soul sample, I got to look up that sample because I have not looked it up yet to see what it is. But when that comes on and the way Nas is just skating over that part of the beat, man, that was really good. Um, really like that. Uh, next up for me, Once a Man, Twice a Child is a fantastic song. I think it's very much in perspective for a lot of people as you get older, just thinking about life. Um, it's such a true saying, once a man, twice a child, and it makes you think so on, about your mortality and where you are and how you need to enjoy the most out of life. I think Nas closes the song with a bar that's pretty dope, which is you'll never be younger, or a line I should say that's pretty dope, you'll never be younger than you are today. Really something to think about there. Um, a track I really like on this album, and I could see why you do not, this was not one of your choices, Brian, but I think if you're 35 and older, Get Light. Get Light is good. It's got that throwback New York feel. I love the horns and that. No, I like it a lot. I just, you did I like wanna, it? Okay. I didn't, want, I didn't want to name the whole album. <laughs> you know, I got to have a cutoff at some You got to have it. Get Light I, has been, I've been, I've been like, giving that a lot of play. I even ha- it's, it's not on my nitpicky skips list, which is only two songs. But, like, you know, neither of us have mentioned those two songs yet. So I'm just going to stay quiet until we get to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can get to the nitpicky list, but yeah, get yeah, see, Daniel. There you go, Daniel. You've redeemed yourself. Get light for this Christmas. I like it. I, you got to you got to play get light this Christmas. Can't be playing Doctor Dot Boot. That's you, can't, you know. That's <laughs> so you got it. Um, my other standout track. I mean, you're right. I can go through the whole stuff, but my other yeah. standout track. I actually really like first time as well. First time is really good. Talking about the first time people heard Nas. The first time Nas heard other artists. Shout out to Kendrick on there for Nas about the first time you heard him. That's really good. Beef, as I mentioned before, really good song. Don't shoot. But the ones that are getting high replay value for me, legit, Thun, Get a Reporter, 
Recession Proof, I'm on Fire, WTF, SMH, Get Light at First Time. I'm probably playing those really a lot right now, and I'm just loving the sound of all of it. So those are my standout tracks. All right, what's your nitpick? What are you nitpicking on? The, the, okay, so there's a couple songs we haven't mentioned at all. Um, Serious Interlude, I feel like that's one where you're kind of like, I mean, I won't skip it. I don't need it necessarily. Like if I want to get to I'm on fire a little bit faster. No, 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 McLovin, we love the bonus track. That was one of my favorite. I mentioned. Oh earlier. yeah, my bad. We, we yeah, yeah, we love the bonus so track. We love so bonus my track. last breath is one. Of, is this? That's the song I am playing the most on this album so far. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, as a Met fan, as a Puerto Rican, as an Edwin Diaz fan, uh, Nas from Queens, as a Nas fan, this is the hardest song. On, this is the hardest song on the album. This is the hardest song on the album to me. Not the best song, but the hardest one. Like nah, we like we look. Nah, we we're vibing with that song. I, yeah, like, we're vibing with that. And, and I can say this because as someone who got his driver's license not that long ago, I get in the car, I'm putting that shit on. It, it, look for New Yorkers, we don't all get it at like 17 or 16 or 15 or whatever. Some of y'all get it in like Florida and shit. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> how you feel about Hood to Hood? That's another one for me. You, okay. we, we're on that. Those are, those are the two for me. Serious interlude and, and hood to hood. I like hood to hood, but uh, for me, there's a reason why I said the first five tracks started like the first. It's ghetto reporter, legit done. Michael and Quincy, then thirty, and then you go to hood to hood, which I, I think hood to hood is really good. I probably would have put it like later on in the album, but I probably wouldn't have it in the album altogether. Just have fourteen and then the bonus, make it fifteen. Yeah, hood to hood. I, and serious interlude are the two for me where I'm kind of like they're okay. I think I think those are the absolute definite two weakest songs in the album for sure for yeah. me. I, I I if you had took this off and you had got it down to you know 15 total or 14 on a bonus track, I would have been very fine with that. You know what? That's my range usually is 12 to 14. And I do think ten to fourteen, really. Ten to fourteen. And I do think that's what knocks this album down a little for bit for me, obviously below like a magic i think just i could have had it a little bit tighter i felt the same way about king's disease too there was about i probably actually had more on king's disease too that would have took out actually probably four that would have taken out king's disease too they're like three to four but here definitely hood to hood and and um daniel serious were you here earlier in the show when i made that connection daniel comments said till my last breath kind of sounds like spicy a little bit yeah 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 he might maybe he missed that for me it's a better version of spicy a lot better for me personally but yeah i i like spicy but i i like till my last breath a lot more but Dex, your point about the skips like yeah yeah in case he's one i didn't really have any skips i just thought that some songs were kind of like like yeah if I, it, like it was like uh like the definition i'm probably not gonna go back and hear it I'll play it when I play in the album right. play through, but I'm not ever right. gonna go to just the definition by I, itself. I think those songs pass the cleaning test. Like I'm not running across the yeah. room to be like, we're nitpicking oh, man, I got here, guys. We're nitpicking. Yeah, we're just nitpicking. <laughs> I, I think I would if I think it would have been even a stronger album had I made it just a little bit tighter and took took some of those songs off. Um, but like, look, it's it, listen. Even on those songs, Nas is spitting. You know, I see see Magnificent setting here. You know, he's banging on repeat because the lyrics are amazing. Nas is bringing it, man. Like there's no, there's no doubt about that here. It's not that it's not like he's not bringing it at all. So you know we can nitpick. This this is how far we're nitpicking on these projects with Hit Boy, where it's like okay, yeah, these songs are you know maybe not as up to par, but they're not whack by any means. They're not like oh man, we're not trying to hear this. Like it's not like that at all whatsoever. 
So since um, we since we know since we got to get out of here in a couple minutes, I, yeah, we got I a guess couple minutes. The last thing to do would be to just rate this. Now it's only been a weekend, so you yeah. Know, and I always I, like to sit with it a little more than that. I want to sit yeah. with it a little more, but we we kind of have to do it. You know what I mean? Just how we're feeling right now. Uh, to to bring it back, I think we both had King's Disease at an eight and a half out of ten. Yes, or I was an eight and a half. You were an eight, something like that. I think I was at an eight. King's Disease 2, I was at an 8. And yep. I think you were also at about an 8. And then Magic, I think I was at a 9. You may have been higher. I think I said 9.5. I think I said 9.5. Yeah. You may I, have been I, higher. I, I, I might say 10 now. But <clears throat> I, 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 I think that album's great. Um, at 9.5, I would say. I think at this, I'm at, I'm at like an 8.5 on this. That's where I'm uh, at right now. Because the, right the now. first the first eight tracks are a nine, the last eight are an eight, and then the bonus. I just love the bonus, so I just go eight and a half. Yeah, I think it's a strong eight and a half. If I, but I also think it's better than the first. I think it's better than both King's Diseases, so I'm probably going to say like, I might, I might, I might go nine with McLovin here, who says through comments this is nine out of ten. Um, McLovin also agrees with me that magic is a 10. Magic is fire. Magic, <laughs> magic, is, fire, magic is a magic See, is that, fire, bro. That's the thing. Magic is to me, that's one of the best EPs that I've heard in, in, a, in a while, too. Like, there's some good EPs like, I've heard in the last couple years, but this is really good. Yeah, like, and and King's Disease 3, like, it's like to me, magic is in a different category where, like, to me, that's a classic EP, that's a legit classic EP. Is King's Disease or any of the King's Disease's classics? I think I, this is where it's like it, on on their by themselves are they classics? I feel like maybe time has to tell for definitely for King's Disease three whatever. Right. I think this is a classic series, the King's oh, Disease I, trilogy. I think it's a classic series. I think usually it's important, sequels important don't projects deliver hip hop history. Right. It usually sequels don't deliver historically. We know this. We've seen this with. How many artists try to like recreate and do second parts of one's classic album? This like, is I love, th- I love, damn. I love Raekwon. I love Raekwon. Only built for Cuban Links 2. I have it. Hard copies right over there. Not, not, not as good as part one. Here's you know what I mean? The like, only not many people do series well. That is a great point. And the only what, what ser- was the what was the one that um that uh uh there was an album that they did a continuation of Method Man, Ghost, and Raekwon. I'm forgetting what it was, but that was a part two of something also, but continue. The only album I, the only series of albums that I've loved, and I still think there's one that's clearly better than the others, Blueprint? you know, is, is the Blueprint. And like, Blueprint is 2 is, Blueprint 2, huh? This, I think this is a better series than the Blueprint. I would agree. Even though, even though I would say Blueprint's the best album out of all of anything yeah, in there, probably yeah, this is the better series because it's more consistent all the way through. What what hurt Blueprint and Jay is, and to get in the side thing really quick is that Blueprint Two probably never should have been a double disc. It should have been Titans One. If it had been, it would have been a lot better because the Curse disc has got a lot of fire on it. Blueprint Three is it's good, but I don't think it's as good as I like Blueprint Three actually more than some people do. But it's not as good as that. I, I think it's an overrated album. We we don't yeah, that, talk about we'll, that. To, we'll talk about that another oh, day. If you're, if you're ranking those six, and you if we could quibble about like whether or not Jay Z has a top, oh, spot, it's, I think, oh it's it's last I of those six. Oh, it's most last. People, most people would say Jay Z has a top spot with Blueprint One. But I would say he definitively has five and six with Blueprint Two and Blueprint Three. 
Like I, because I think the, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that though. Yeah, I would say that. So but, I don't disagree with that. But I, I'm not, I think, I, yeah, I don't I think, disagree I with that. This I might. A, it's tough. Blueprint two is Blueprint two is really, 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 really good songs. But there's also some really skippers, some really skippers on there too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like I like Guns and Roses a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one yeah. of my favorite joints on there. But like to me, yeah, King's Disease is a classic series. I hesitate to say whether or not any of the albums are classic albums. I feel like, but I, I, maybe that's contradictory in itself. I don't know. I feel like no, I, I feel it like is, what but I'm so, saying makes sense though. You know no, what, I mean? what you're saying is this this series of albums, this grouping of albums, even if you want to put magic into the project, sure, into two, it's an important moment in hip hop for what Nas did. And that's what matters, right? For rappers who are aging, yes. And, and I'm glad you brought that point up at the top of the show, which is that a lot of times in hip hop, we don't give love, we give the flowers to rappers, or we think somehow rappers are going to fall off. Nas's pen hasn't fallen off here. His flow hasn't fallen off here. You know, right. my boy Anthony, who's who's a huge shout out to my man Anthony, who's a huge Nas fan. He hit me up the other day. He's like, "Yo, why is why are we not talking Nas like he's not still what, the best rapper in the game?" You know, he was like, for me, it's him and Kendrick. He was like, who's rapping better right now? And I think he makes a fair point. And I think we look at this thing as like, oh, because he's not. And I'll get to another point we'll get to real quick before we get out of here. Because some people may say he's not young or he's not relevant. Then then this is why he gets dismissed that. Real quick, speaking of not being relevant, did you see what 21 Savage had to say? No. 21 Savage is out here saying that Nas is not relevant. He was on, um, I want to get this correctly. He was on, I think, like a Twitter Spaces or something, and was asked about it and said that you know Nas. He was a guest. On, he was a guest on uh, a Clubhouse. I guess this. I guess this was. I didn't know people were still doing it. Wasn't that. Twitter Spaces? It was. It wasn't Twitter Spaces. It was Clubhouse. Who the fuck yes, is still on Clubhouse. I didn't know people were still doing that. Um, so the top, the top of conversation was rap music from the '90s still being relevant or not. And uh, he asked, um, you know, who the co-host asked, or who can still drop an album right now, or, or 21 Savage said that, and the co-host said Jay-Z, Too Short, E-40, Scarface, among others, and then uh, there was a reaction about Nas, his King's Disease 3, and this is a quote from 21 Savage, he's not relevant, he just is a loyal fan base, he still makes good music. So somebody asked him, well, what do you mean by re- relevancy? Um, which the responsible He just won a Grammy! <laughs> yeah. Listen, I- I'm not going to spend too much I'm not gonna spend too much time. Like on this. again, I, I don't play the commercial game, but right. it's like I can't call someone who wins a Grammy irrelevant. That's crazy. Right, I, I agree, and I'm not all into like awards validate everything or do yeah, anything. But they, they Nas, because the Grammys are a shit show. This and is, Nas should have been had a Grammy. But yeah. real quick, and then we got a last question before we get out of here. For those who know, and I'm not gonna get into calling this real hip hop. I'm not saying any of that. Those who know. Okay, I think Twenty One Savage a lot might have gone to his head because he just dropped a joint album with Drake, and he's probably seen more streams than he's ever seen before. Not that he relevant had a lot of streams, but it's got. What'd you say? I said, is he relevant by himself? Yeah, but those who know know what this means in hip hop. Who listening or seeing what Nas is doing, seeing how he's spitting, seeing the quality level work he's doing. Those who know Nas is very relevant, and he'll be fine. Nas is doing the show where he'll be performing all the songs from King's Disease one night only at MSG in February. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. Your boy's trying to get some. He wants to be there. You know why? And it's going to sell out real quick because he's relevant. 
That's why. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Because he's relevant. It'll sell out in like two minutes. Yeah. And you'll see those resale tickets are going to be nuts. Yeah, because he's relevant. All right. And it's, last and it's not and it's not just because it's New York. Like he he still he still sells out venues internationally. Internationally. Like real quick, we got one last question. And I also want to thank everybody who's been checking in and commenting. McLovin, Daniel, appreciate y'all um for doing it. And Daniel, you should be a podcast producer, my friend. You should be a podcast producer. Why? Because you knew exactly what the next question and final question was going to be. Daniel asked, what's next for Nas and Hip Boy? Is it over? Are there more albums to come? Uh, Daniel, who's checking in from Nigeria, says, we don't even know 21 Savage in Nigeria. <laughs> shout out to Nigeria and good for y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all yes. you listen to good. Uh, shout, shout out to the motherland. We appreciate y'all. Always shout out to there. Nigeria. Uh, shout out to our Nigerian brothers and sisters. Yes, um, sir. We were going to talk about what's next for Nas. And Daniel also asked with Hip Boy, which I think is a fair question, too. But what is next for Nas? Is it the premiere album? Uh, is it Nas taking a little bit of a break because he's done four albums in two years? Is it him being so rejuvenated he wants to do more of this and create the music he wants? What do you see as next for Nas, B? What do you see? think he's going to do next? I, I, cop-out answer, I think he's going to do what he wants because that's what he's been doing. But uh, I also think like he doesn't need to do anything else for a little bit. Um, he doesn't need to do anything else ever, really, Like if we want to be honest about it but he's gonna like if he loves if he loves it because clearly he's not doing it because he needs money or whatever like we've heard about how successful his investments have been and he's listening to the right people and he's staying out of trouble so he's doing the things he needs to do and it's just kind of doing this because he wants to and i and you hear that you feel that so for me what i'd like to see next is like yo take a year off unless you want to drop something the year you turn 50 which makes sense and maybe it's a song i don't know if it needs to be a little two-pack or three-pack or something for me, what I want next is I I want the premiere project. I don't yep. need I don't if Nas and Hitboy want to keep going, like I'm not like okay, that's fine, obviously. But I think this is a good place to table it for now and have Nas focus on like yo, if he wants to just get with producers for the rest of his life, just let me do one with Premiere, let me do one with RZA, let me do you know what I mean? Like if he just wants to do that, like I'm not gonna be mad at that, or let me do a series with Premiere, trilogy with Premiere now. That'd be great if he wants to work on that over the next few years. But for me, that's the project I want next is I want Nas and Primo, 10 songs, 12 songs, whatever. I don't care. But Nas and Primo is what I want next. Alchemist is a great suggestion from McLovin. I would also say Static Selector. Like, there's a lot of good producers that feel like Nas could just lock in with that we've seen him work with before, but do a whole project with. I feel like Hit Boys opened that up. And I think we'll, we'll see him with, you know, maybe solo with some producers moving forward. But for me, Definitely DJ Premier should be next. Yeah, Premier will be next for me. I like the idea of him doing stuff even with other producers. You mentioned Static. Alchemist will be really good. Um, obviously, he's done some other work with Alchemist and Lost Tapes too. Book of Rhymes um, as well too. Another good Alchemy he's been over. The Premier thing is high on my list because it's been high on my list pretty much all my life. I'm 39 years old and I've been waiting for this album for a long time. I've been a Nas fan since I was 10, 11 years old. I've uh, been waiting for that for a long time. I love Nas and Premiere. I think they might arguably, although Hip Boy might have something to say about that, but in terms of just tracks being made, some of the best rapper producer chemistry we've ever we've ever heard. One I would ask for one one thing I would love if they do if he does the Nas Premiere album, I would like a Jay feature on that. I think Nas and Primo, Nas and Jay on over some Primo. I could just I could be fine from that. Okay. The two of them, I love both of them over Primo. I love probably Nas more over Primo. But you give me Nas and Jay in the same track of Primo, I'm good. 
if you want to talk about next for Nas, the other thing I think too is, and I was talking about this with somebody recently. I went to see Usher in Vegas for residency. It was fantastic a couple months ago. I like to see a hip hop residency in Vegas. And I think Nas is the person that could do it. I'd really love to see Nas lock in and do a bunch of shows exclusively, doing some of his best work for maybe a year or so. I know it's been off and on with Usher been doing it over the past 18 months to two years. I think Nas could do it. I think that would be great for him. Um, I think it would be fantastic. But Brian makes a good point. Nas don't need to do a damn thing. Nas has given us so much music and Nas's playlist or trying to make a top 25 or top 50 from Nas is so great. He doesn't need to do another damn thing and he'll be fine. His place is cemented in hip hop history. He's one of the greats. We should salute him, give him his flowers. I'm happy for what he's doing for the culture right now, hip hop culture. I'm happy that he's still rapping at a very high level. I think that matters a lot. And I think we need to appreciate that, salute that, and just be happy that we've witnessed one of the greatest, if not the greatest rapper of all time, person who made Elmatic, who's continuing to give us good music and doing it on his terms. I think that's just beautiful, the freedom that you can see in what he's doing. So, yeah, I'm fine for whatever he does. But first and foremost, I love the premiere album. I would not mind the Magic 2. Um, I would not be opposed to that. Uh, but, like, look, we're going to close here. But this run with Hit Boy has been fantastic. We were supposed to talk NBA today. We're not even gonna get to talk to that. This was an all hip hop show. Nah, we, we can we say that. To- NBA is gonna be going on for a while. Nas just dropped this album. Nas deserves his flowers. Hit yeah, boy, hit boy, hit boy, could be, hit boy could be Nas and hit boy dropped th- albums in three straight years that could contend for album of the year. Uh, hit boy could contend for producer of the year. Nas could yeah. contend for lyricist of the year. Like these, this is a, an epic, uh, classic run of collaborations that nobody. <laughs> expected a few years ago, like Nas and Hip Boy sounded very random. People were nervous before the first King's Disease drop, and now yep. look at where we are. Yep, nobody nobody expected that years ago, but it's been great. Great show. We are back, episode 229 of the A Hotel Podcast. You know how to follow us at AHTT Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, follow us for the whole thing. We'll have clips from this up. The audio will be up after. We thank everybody for checking with us live. Shout out to Daniel. Good questions. We won't hold it against you that you like Dr. Knockboot. We appreciate you checking from Nigeria. McLovin, thank you for checking in. Everybody, hit the like button on this episode. Share it to the people everywhere. We appreciate you. And we'll have, we're going to talk a lot more hip hop, a lot more sports in the coming weeks. We got a lot to talk about. Other things that Brian and I have been up to, some other announcements will be coming soon. We have a lot to talk about. So next week we'll be back. Um, and we really enjoy doing these live with the fans because it's always good to interact with people. So we appreciate y'all. We are nothing without y'all if you do not watch and share and like and do all that other good stuff. He is Brian Fonseca. We both are loving this KD3 album. Probably going to go bump this out as I go to see uh, Black Panther 2. Going to go check that out. And we'll talk about that next week when we're back. I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.